you're listening to The Dope Post on KUCI. We're now podcasted on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Uh, we have all the previous episodes on right now, we, including the playoff predictions with Matt, the USC Sports Summit with Brandon, and last week's recap of Weekend 1 of Playoffs with Priyanka. We're going to have also uh, an episode on Avengers Endgame predictions and the MCU recap with Housemate Sami coming soon. But today we have Justin and Sean on why we love sports, why we want to work in sports, and a recap of the Warriors and Clippers game three at Staples Center live. So Justin and Sean, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah. So if you guys can just give us introductions, so your year, your major, and how we all met. So Sean, we can start with you. Uh, yeah, so I'm a first year business economics major. Just met both of you guys through SBA our sports business association through some of the meetings so yeah all right justin yeah i'm a third year uh biz econ major as well and then same with uh sean we both we all met each other during sba meetings all right and then for me i am a junior i'm doing business econ and then i met you guys through sba as well so i want to ask you guys how did you guys like get started in sports so whether playing or watching and what's your favorite sport and then why do you love like sports in general Sean? Um, so I've always played basketball since I was really young, as long as I can remember. It's always been my favorite sport. I love the competitive nature of the sport, just being able to compete against other players. I, lo- I love what the sports offer, what I learned from it, and everything I gained from it. It's what I love to do, so it only makes sense for me to try to pursue a career in what I love. Yeah, and what, what, what kind of career are you uh, looking to enter? Um, preferably uh, sports management, something in the NBA, like front office, uh, some type of job right there where I get to run like day-to-day management. Uh, the dream would be like a general manager, but there's only so many slots available. So hopefully I get somewhere in the front office where I can work my way up to what I want to do. Yeah. And then Justin, what about you? Yeah. So growing up, I just really loved, um, you know, watching and playing sports. Um, you know, when I was younger, I did basketball and then eventually tennis and then um, I really, been, I, but the sport I really love is uh, baseball. Um, I don't really know why. I guess I went to my first game um, back in 07, 08, and then starting from then, I just really liked it. Um, it's more slower paced than most of the other sports, but it's something where you can really watch, relax, and just have a good time overall, uh, both watching and playing. Yeah. Do you guys have any like cool sports memories that like you just remember from childhood, or like a cool memory that got you started and like you know like just drew your interest into your sport? Um, I've met a lot of uh, some some athletes through like warrior. I've been to junior warrior camps. So one of my favorite memories was Richard Jefferson and Andres Biedrins came to one of our camps. And I was able to throw an alley oop to Richard Jefferson. So that was very memorable. It got me really engaged in the sport even more. So yeah, and then I've met some other people like Harrison Barnes and former Warriors assistant coach Keith Smart. But yeah, a lot of those just really increase my love for the sport yeah justin yeah i think just going to my first ever uh baseball game um i don't know i don't know what why i liked it so much but since then i've just been really involved um, in baseball and then that sort of grew into like all the other sports and yeah yeah um and what are your guys's favorite teams um i'm from the bay area so i'm a golden state warriors and san francisco 49ers fan yeah so i'm also from the bay too uh so currently we're rooting for the warriors in the playoffs and then um, I support the San Francisco Giants, who unfortunately are not very good right now. Yeah, and then I I love the Lakers, and I guess I'm kind of new to football, so but I love the Patriots. 
So, and all of them just gave me a sick face when I said that. You can't, you can't tell your whole team. I'm teams. a bandwagoner. <laughs> anybody but the Patriots. I'm not afraid to say it. I am a bandwagoner. I, uh, I, I, I was just like watching Super Bowls for the most of my, like the past couple of years. So, you know, it's cool to see the same team every year and they dominate every year. Tom Brady, so Bill Belichick. So I got asked the past Super Bowl, were you rooting for the Patriots or the Rams? I was rooting for the Patriots. You know, Brandon bet me like a dollar that the Rams would win. <laughs> well, he was that confident. Yeah, so I got that dollar. Uh, well, I think you guys have been watching sports like since like you were kids, right? Yeah. Well, I, I don't think you guys know this about me, but um, I didn't really play sports or care about sports until like high school. And I was just, I remember I was just watching uh, the Lakers game. Right when, right after Kobe came back from one of his uh, season injuries, and I was just eating my Chipotle late at night, and then I was just watching, and I just remember like the commentators—they're like explaining what was happening in the past year with Kobe, and then I just—I guess like the way that Kobe plays, like it's very fun to watch, you know. Like even though he wasn't the same Kobe anymore, he—he he just plays so hard that it makes you like really interested in like the game, right? So. I think the Lakers lost that game, but then after that, I just went on my phone. And I just like went on Wikipedia to like search up like the history of the Lakers, the history of basketball and whatnot. And I've just been hooked ever since. So this was like in 2014. So I've been watching sports for like five years now. I want to ask you guys what like any future plans of what you want to do in sports. Like what are you what are you doing right now? What are you tr- uh, trying to get? internship wise maybe uh so i recently applied for the sports marketing internship i'm hoping i get accepted there and i'm continue um my trying to build connections through sba and hopefully i can get some more internships as my college career advances i mean i'm only a first year right now but hopefully i get more connections and able to further my goals yeah justin um yeah so currently i am working for the internship uh sean applied for i've been there for two years um, and it's really helped me um, just get more experience in the sporting um, environment and then um, just learn more about the behind the scenes and what goes on. Um, so it does, as people say, it, it does change your perspective on like watching games and everything. And, you know, so going to like games now um, and before I started working, um, it's totally different. You know, you notice stuff that you wouldn't notice before. What, what, what's it like working at that internship so far? Yeah, so I've been there two years um, and it's, it's more, it's very similar or I guess the past years have been pretty similar. Um, working a lot in just uh, promotions and the marketing um, area, and then talking a lot with, with fans and then students and everything. It's great to interact with people, but at the same time, we do a lot of stuff behind the scenes that a normal fan, you know, going to games, you wouldn't notice or you wouldn't really care about. And then, how did you guys come across Sports Business Association, and what do you guys think of it so far? Um, I discovered SBA through the Ant Eater Involvement Fair. I was actually going to, I actually applied to several different schools for a sports uh, management degree, but I decided to come to UCI because it was a better school. So I still wanted to pursue my goal of sports management and I found SBA and it seemed like a perfect match. So yeah, Justin. Yeah. So um, I actually knew some of the board members on there right now. And then, so I figured why not join, give it a shot, support them a little bit. And then also since working with the uh, um, internship, I have an interest in sports already. So I figured why not join and then see what I can learn from there. What do you... How do you guys feel how the progress of the club has been since uh, you guys first joined in the fall quarter? Oh, yeah, we've grown tremendously. Uh, we didn't have many committed members in the fall, but as we've grown and expanded, uh, 
especially spring quarter we were able to see a lot more members we had at least 30 at our last guest speaker meeting so hopefully we get able to retain more members and we can build our connections so it's just great to see a first year club grow so much um, already and obviously in the future we're hoping it grows more and then we can get more connections based on people coming and also some of the speakers that come as well you guys think like just UCI just you know being so far away from LA has something to do with you know and the la like our school's lack of a football team it like creates it adds to this like environment where sports isn't as big as another uh, as other schools like UCLA USC or schools in the east uh, having a football team definitely would increase our um, like sports rep reputation but I mean our basketball team did great this year so if there's a lot of school spirit going around and being we're still pretty near a lot of big sporting events we're not like too far like north where we would be f very far away from LA so I th still think we're in a pretty decent location in order for us to get a lot of people to come out so I don't think we're really at that much of a disadvantage yeah Justin yeah so I think we're obviously we're not in LA but we are in close enough proximity where we can go to games um, teams can come to us um, actually in the summer for the past two summers we had the Rams come over and that was a pretty cool experience um, obviously they're not our football team but it is cool seeing an actual football team on our campus um, and obviously our sports um, we're not I guess we're not a sports school to, per se but we do have a very good basketball team that went all the way to the NCAA tournament and then we have a, a current baseball team which is a top 25 uh, collegially ranked team as well so some excitement there but our school's spirit is uh, I guess lacking a bit still in sports well I, I was a transfer student, right? And compared to you guys, since you guys are, have been here since freshman year. But did you guys ever consider this when you were making decisions? Like, oh, like UCI doesn't have a football team. So like our week, your weekends might've been different. It wasn't really a factor in my decision. It's just more of a disappointment that I can't enjoy those football games. Like I love watching college football, love the NFL. So it would be very fun to be able to support my team. But it's not like, it was a deciding factor in my college decision. Yeah, and same for me. Um, you know, I love sports. I wanted to go to a school that had some type of sport uh, community or, or t teams that were at least exciting. Um, I was only a big football fan growing up, so football wasn't really the biggest sport that I cared about. Um, so, I mean, as long as you had basketball, baseball, that was perfectly fine with me. I feel like in my case, I, I just underestimated how much football would add to the school atmosphere. So... I just I I thought like you said I was like a pretty good school already so you know who cares who cares if they don't have a football team but then I just remember my first quarter here you know I would walk out on a Saturday morning and it was it would just be so quiet around like UTC area like no one would be around do you guys like feel kind of the same way as that yeah it gets pretty empty on the weekends there's not really much going on especially if there's no like late night basketball games or something like that but yeah, football team would be really nice. Hopefully, we get to add one in the near future. Yeah, I guess besides this past Saturday at the fair and everything, um, we weekends are pretty quiet on the campus. And nothing really goes on. Uh, we do have occasional sporting events, but I guess right now we only have baseball going on, so it's not the most exciting or um, loudest town on campus. But I, I I was surprised to find out that UCI basketball would be that good, and then also same as same as um, our baseball team and then our volleyball team. Right, we're like pretty highly ranked in the country. But then when I go to the games, like not many people show up and it's, you know, not sold out. So it's kind of disappointing, I guess, for me as a transfer student. But how 
I, but I guess like our club kind of makes up for it for us, right? When we've had a couple events so far where we, we've been to uh, able to tour the Staples Center and then we went to the Warriors versus Clippers game three last week. But then how do you, it's like, do you guys feel like pressured by like the competition, right? All over the country um, at bigger schools that have like a sports business association that's been around longer than ours. Do you guys like feel pressured in that way at all? Uh, I don't really see it as pressure. Uh, it would have been nice to be able to go to like a Michigan where their sports business uh, club and environment is very strong. They already have a lot of rich connections, but we're in the process of building those. I think we've done a great job this year. Obviously, we have the Clippers connection. We've had multiple guest speakers come out. We get able to talk with them. So uh, we're just building our own connections, and I don't really see it as a competition people across the country. Yeah, and the same. I think it's almost like an advantage to have them there, um, someone to look up to, so we can say, "Hey, that's you know, that's our where we can reach, and that's our goal." Um, somehow in the future, get to that type of level. Yeah, I know you. And then I know you guys weren't um, at the USC event, but I just want to tell you guys that when I went, it wasn't the event wasn't crowded at all. And then uh, Brandon and I, we found out from the USC SBA president that not all the people attending there were. SBA members so they were just like just random other USC students who wanted to like come but like they weren't a part of SBA you know or they were just there to just because they were interested in sports but they're not necessarily looking for a career so it kind of made me feel and then there was like this luncheon session that uh, we, we, we did you talk to the other USC students and I feel like all of us in our club we we look up to these USC students and we think like they're so far ahead of us in terms of their networking they're more established like or organization but honestly when i was talking with them they just felt like just felt like us where you know they're, they're still they were still speaking with this kind of like lostness in their tone you know so it, it made me feel a lot better that you know they're just normal like us um let's move on to uh our going to the warriors versus clippers game uh three live in staple center uh was this your, your guys's first time watching them live uh, I've went to multiple games at Oracle. It's just my first uh, playoff game to watch the Warriors, so it was a great experience. Yeah, Justin. Yeah, and the same here. Uh, I've been to games like in the few or in the past, um, but in terms of playoff and then road games, my first time seeing them on the road. Were you guys fans like before their first championship, or were you guys bandwagoners? Let's hear it. No, I've been a fan of the Warriors my whole life through the thick and thin and with the We Believe era and the horrible times after that up until. Stephen Curry and even the early years of him what used to be a struggle wasn't always these championship rings that we had yeah I think that first the first time I actually paid attention to the Warriors was during the Boga trade um I was you know I was very confused why they brought an injured center for I guess probably our best player at the time and then um, ever since then I've been keeping track of what's happening and then it's great to see how our young players have developed into superstars they are now yeah I think and then the, their first championship run also coincided with like my first year of watching basketball so I guess when the Lakers you know were obviously eliminated from the playoffs and then my attention kind of like shifted away towards like LeBron James and then the Cavaliers so I started watching basketball like after he came back to Cleveland right and then I just remember uh, Kyrie and K, K Love were like injured so like it was just LeBron trying to play by himself and beating to beat the Warriors right and then he I think it was like four four two, but how how do you guys compare uh, seeing the Warriors back then to now? But uh, besides, like obviously they had like KD. It's 
the Warriors, honestly, basketball just have their system has just improved and developed even more. Their passing is just beautiful to watch as a basketball fan, regardless if you're a Warriors fan or not. Like I understand the hate, but they're just the system they run and the the way they play is just as a basketball fan, it's just so great to watch. And you see players like Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson develop, even though if you see you see the like slight dip in Stephen Curry's like scoring numbers. But his efficiency has gone up, and just the way defenders struggle to react to his game, it's just amazing to watch. Yeah. Yeah, just throughout the league, um, you know, back then we see a lot of post play and everything, uh, but now everyone's, you know, starting to come out and come out more and shooting jumpers and three-pointers. I think the Warriors really have influenced that whole era of uh, jump shooting now. And then let's let's start talking about, like, our actual live game that we went to. So for me, it was my first time seeing them, and then... I know. How, were you guys surprised that that they managed to almost score fifty in the first half, like with forty-one points? I mean, first quarter. I mean, they almost scored fifty in one quarter. Like, were you guys surprised at all, or was it just me? Uh, it's Warriors basketball. They came out off that horrible ending to Game Two, where they blew that lead. So I knew the Warriors would come out firing, and KD was just extremely efficient as almost always. So I expected the Warriors to come out with a competitive edge and try to like. S- get rid of any doubts anyone had about their game yeah there's game one and game two you know katie's has had some troubles with uh you know the defense that they were playing on him and then he talked about that during his uh, media sessions and everything so coming in the game during new katie had a big game or was going to have a big game and he was gonna get a lot of shots yeah i just felt like no one could stop KD that night on the clippers he had he, he would have like two hands in his face at the same time he would just still make the mid-range jumper they're passing like they're passing they pass faster than like I could see sometimes where they make they would make one pass and then they just immediately make another one or they just make like extra passes all the time that would not be necessary when I watch other teams I would see them just make that one pass and then they would try to like make a make a shot right but then this team like they pass multiple times to get like the perfect shot off like you guys know what I mean yeah Yeah. Um, team basketball yeah it's it's and they're so they're so fluid you know it's just everything moves like seamlessly. How, how do you guys? What do you guys think about the other players besides like Steph and KD? So like Draymond, Clay, like uh, how, how have they changed like over the years? Uh, I think the role players of the Warriors don't really get as much attention as they should, and their impact on the game. For example, Andrew Bogut, his defense. What really hurt the Warriors in games one and two was the Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell pick and roll. DeMarcus Cousins really couldn't do anything to stop that. But then you insert Andrew Bogut, and then when Andre Iguodala is playing Lou Williams up top, it just really like ruined their efficiency of that play. And that really, the Clippers really had struggles getting their offense flowing, especially with Danilo Gallinari struggling. Just the passing of Andrew Bogut on the offensive end, he has such a big impact that the stat line doesn't really show. How how old is Bogut now? Because I thought I just remember him um, breaking his his leg right in Cleveland, like in that first game. So how 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 old is he? And like how how is he playing so good right now? Yeah, so I know he played in the I think Euroleague for a bit, and then he was the MVP, and then he signed the deal to come back to the Warriors. Yeah. Um, but I think he's been a better player uh, now than he was in his first stint as a Warrior. He just he knows the offense very well. He played very fluid and. He knows his role on the team. Is he is he just that good, or like is the coaching staff at the Warriors like that good? Which one? Uh, I think it goes both ways. Um, Bogut, he just fits the system so well as a passing big, 
and the screens he sets to get the shooters open, it just opens up the entire offense in a way that not many other bigs can like provide. He doesn't really need to look for his own shot. He's not a selfish player like that, but he'll still get the he'll still do the dirty work and get the assists and whatever the offense needs. But obviously the system that the coaching staff has put in place has just improved his effectiveness his effectiveness in the offense as a whole. And then with the loss of DeMarcus Cousins to an injury, do you guys like would you guys say the Warriors are like a lot more vulnerable or you know it's just you know one player gone from their their system the offense it's a big threat that seems to be eliminated but the offense honestly flows more smoothly without demarcus cousins because andrew bogut's such a good passer he fits that system so well and it just improves kevin durant clay thompson steph curry's efficiency just like the previous championship runs the warriors have had where bogut's been in that position so i don't really see it as a major loss even though as great as a player demarcus cousin is he's not really the perfect fit into the system for the warriors yeah justin any thoughts yeah so i think demarcus cousins a lot of the stuff he did was uh he got the ball in the post he just you know posted and shoot it um which makes the offense a bit stagnant for a passing offense and traditionally in the past we've seen the warriors use their uh, famous hampton five lineup so you thought everyone everyone knew he was gonna get more playing time in the playoffs anyways so they were planning to play small and then have uh demarcus more as like a compliment player our complimentary player and then just rebounds post up yeah just some stats i have from uh that night katie scored 38 points four rebounds seven assists one steal and one block and he only played for 29 minutes so 60 percent from the field 14 out of 23 and then steph he got in early foul trouble but he was still seven from 11 from the field with four threes but no crazy no crazy downtown threes this time are we are we a little spoiled and like saying that like ah we wish 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 steph like shot more crazy threes you guys are are we spoiled the the amazingness of steph curry just is hard to like fathom he's the best shooter of all time the best three-point shooter of all time and he's just so amazing to watch that just regular shots don't seem regular for him anymore he had this really good isolation sidestep three that he hit and it just seems like normal for him to do that his 21 points were only in 20 minutes and he had five fouls his just efficiency is off the charts and it's really amazing to watch i know i know you guys like love the worst but like wouldn't you rather kd leave after this year so that you know steph can take on that role of carrying the team um no no i, I want- would not want kevin durant to leave <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think same here. I think we saw what Curry and the Thompson could do on themselves before um, Durant came, and then obviously with Durant here, I, I think it's more of a super team. Where if you're a fan of that team, I don't think you want that to break up. Yeah, as much as I love watching Steph Curry and Clay Thompson go crazy, I would never w- hope for my team to get worse. And Kevin really? Durant is one of the best players in the NBA. I don't want to see him leave. Really? So you don't you don't want to see like a repeat of like. One or one or two of one or both of uh, uh, Steph's MVP seasons, where he just like takes over the game. He like averages thirty points per game. No, you guys don't want to see that. You'd well, rather see KD just stay. Well, Stephen Curry still averaged twenty-seven points this year. Yeah, and he's still, it's still the same Steph Curry. It's just not the insane usage percentage that you see in his MVP season, where he averaged like thirty points. So, as as much as I love watching him play, I wouldn't want to jeopardize 
seeing what the Warriors have built. And if Kevin Durant does leave, it's whatever is best for his career. I still support the Warriors, and I believe they can still make a deep playoff run. But yeah, Justin. Yeah, I think at the end of the game, you know, when you're playing any sports, your goal is try to win, and you're trying to win a championship. So you can do great things as a single player. And we saw what happened last year with James Harden. Obviously, he didn't win. Yeah. So I'd rather win than you know get that MVP trophy. I think. Mm-hmm. And then I want to ask, living both of you guys living in NorCal, what's like the the sports atmosphere there like? Like, let's say in LA, everyone here loves Kobe Bryant, right? And what he's done for LA. But does NorCal love KD the same way as Kobe, or do they tend to go for like more Steph or Clay? The love for Steph and Clay will always be there. Um, it's hard to really know because I'm gonna be honest, not everyone is a true fan there. You do see people pop up out of nowhere that just start supporting the Warriors when they won their championships. It's difficult to like see that as a real fan, but as a Warrior fan, you just gotta love the way they play. Yeah, Justin. Yeah, they have to, I mean, if you have to pick one player that is the best or the fans support the most, I'd say Curry since he is the homegrown talent, um, and you know he's been our system for. I think what ten years now, and he's you know he had a rough path to start his career, but I think he's figured it out. and He's one of the best players in the league right now. Yeah, do you guys also notice that when Steph is out for injury, like they sometimes the Warriors sometimes would win games, but sometimes they would lose. But then when Steph is in, their chances of winning are like a lot higher. So wouldn't you say that he's more he's a lot more valuable to the team than KD? You can argue if Ste- if Kevin Durant is a better player than Stephen Curry, but Stephen Curry is he is the Warriors the system was built around him he changed the way the NBA plays basketball with this three-point shooting so without Stephen Curry the Warriors aren't the Warriors and we don't have these championships so as a Warriors as a team they rely on Steph Curry more than Kevin Durant can provide no matter how great of a player Kevin Durant is yeah and then we were we were just watching uh you guys were just watching the the game before we started recording but they uh they just won 113 to 105 uh, the Warriors are leading three to one. Any like who who is the Clippers' best best offensive weapon? To go go against the war uh, the Warriors because when we when we went the the whole team was horrible and Lou Will couldn't go off on like a a crazy scoring night like he usually does. Any 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 like ideas on what the Clippers can do to beat the Warriors or get get another win maybe? Uh, they have to go back to what they were doing in games one and two. Uh, that pick and roll with Lou Will and Montrezl Harrell. That's what really. The Warriors had a lack of an answer for before with DeMarcus Cousins in the lineup. So they really have to just just go back at that. And Danilo Gallinari is struggling huge. He's Yeah, he shot five for twenty today. And then in game three he was two of thirteen. Yeah. So unless he figures it out, it's gonna be really hard for the Clippers to get anything going because he was one of their leading scorers in the regular season, him and Lou Will. So if they're not playing at their best, it's gonna be really difficult for them to slow down the Warriors. Yeah, Justin, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, somehow you get thrown a foul out again or get ejected, and then you might need one of the splash brothers to just not shoot, and then you might have a chance. They, um, they, yeah, they were they were really cl- close to uh, getting Steph to foul out, and then also KD. KD had, like, I don't know, three fouls. I don't know, he had three or four. Two fouls in, like, the first minute and a half of game three. Yeah, so they, they had a good idea of trying to foul out early, but they just it couldn't work. Clippers today. Oh, what do you guys think of the, 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 the rookie guards for the Clippers? Shy Gillis Alexander and Shamit. They're performing amazing. For for rookies and playoffs, it's really 
encouraging for the Clippers as an organization that Shea Gilgis Alexander and Landry Shamit are doing so well. Shamit was a very nice piece I got in the Tobias Harris trade. He's looking very promising. And Shea Gilgis Alexander, just a rookie, his ability to shoot the mid range jumper and get to the basket, as well as his passing, is very encouraging. He's a very tall and lanky defensive guard that I think they can build around in the future if they're able to add some pieces in free agency. And we'll see what Jerry West is able to do for that organization. Yeah, I think it's they have a young core. Um, I don't, I don't think they're going to win the series by any means. I think it's going to be five at this point. Going back to Oracle, especially for Game Five. Um, but it's great to see the young players develop. And the thing with the Clippers is they don't have one true scorer. Um, you know, Lou Williams, everyone thinks he's he's the best scorer. Yeah, but today he had 12 points, and then um, who's at SGA had 25 to lead the Clippers. So. They don't have a one go-to guy, but they have a g- lot of good and young pieces to build around, and you know we'll see how they go in the future. Yeah, they almost they they were like it was a pretty close game, right? Because it was going back and forth, um, lead changing wise, but they just couldn't end it. But it's funny we were talking about KD and free agency, but the Clippers are one of the teams that can afford him next uh, this summer if they chose to. Do you guys think he might go to the Clippers? I feel like Kevin Durant specifically is going to be between the Warriors, Knicks, and maybe as underdog the Brooklyn Nets. I think the Clippers will be more focused on trying to get Kawhi Leonard to come. Since Kawhi Leonard is from LA, he wants to be in that area as he's made very public. Yeah, I don't think I don't really see a scenario where Durant goes to the Clippers rather than going to New York or yeah. But can 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 the Warriors afford him though? Kevin Durant yeah um, it's possible uh, with the numbers he'd uh, have to take pay cuts though right um, they'd have to work something around with Andre Iguodala because he's making around 15 million this year and he, so some cap work would have to be done I don't know if this would happen but um, Steph Curry might have to take a pay cut we're gonna we're I feel like it's very likely the Warriors give Clay Thompson the max so some cap work would have to be done in order to afford all the all four of them. I'm assuming DeMarcus Cousins would be leaving unless he signs like another mid-level. But yeah, some sort of work with Iguodala specifically would likely have to be done. But then DeMarcus Cousins, um, his injury might like deter other teams from wanting to sign him, right? So you, you guys have probably heard the reports that he might just sign another small contract with the Warriors for another year to... Uh, test his injuries Lou Williams is he is every every time we have like all-star weekend he 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 always like tweets something and like I guess he's like annoyed that he's not voted as an all-star is is he an all-star or is just a really good uh sixth man Lou Williams is a great player but in the west they're honestly bigger snubs than Lou Williams or Devin Booker didn't make the all-star game many other all-star caliber players just it's so tough with all the great talent in the west I don't see a scenario where Lou Williams would be able to get in as great as he is averaging about 20 points. It's just too competitive. Yeah. Justin? Yeah, he just seems he's a great player. Um, comes off the bench. He seems a bit too one-dimensional for me. He's a, he's a great shooter, but he doesn't really, he's not going to be your big defensive stud or he's not going to get your rebounds or a lot of assists. What are what are the series that are uh, most interesting to you guys right now, the other series? Um, for me, I like the Thunder Blazer series. It's a very competitive back and forth very physical between Westbrook and Lillard Blazers up 2-1 right now so uh, after OKC was able to get the win in game three even with Paul George struggling 
Uh, it's going to be interesting how the Blazers respond and see if Paul George and Westbrook can get on track and try to come back from that 2-0 deficit they held. How many games do you guys have the uh, Thunder and uh, Blazers going? I feel like this will be a seven-game series. I think if Paul George is able to be even somewhat efficient, the, Bla- the Thunder have been able to keep the game close. Without Nurkic, I think that's really hurting their the Blazers' def- defense. So I feel like this is going to go seven games. Yeah. Justin, what are your go-to series? Yeah, so same series. Um, I had OKC winning at six originally. Um, I think them losing two to Portland early on, I think that one might go seven as well to OKC. And then the one I really want to watch is the Denver uh, San Antonio one. Yeah, it's at a two apiece right now. Um, I think Spurs in seven. We'll, we'll, we'll see the youth or the veterans can come out on that. I I just think I just think Popovich is coaching the coaching staff and the playoff experience for the Spurs is what is what's gonna carry them. And also, like you guys remember uh, when Jamal Murray like dribbled the ball like over Lonzo in like that Lakers game. I'm still offended by that. So I really don't want them to to. Uh, to win this series we are i think we're done so thank you thank thanks to my guests justin and sean uh make sure to check out our other episodes on apple podcasts and soundcloud and we should be doing a avengers endgame theories episode with uh my housemate sami and this should be coming up later this week but thank you for listening